Alexander Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging of the Justice Committee, the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? Uh, well, I'm uh, uh, lowering my self-expectations in general. However, I was highly amused at your performance art at the introduction there. Did you like that? I felt, Act, I, I, felt acting, I was different. Acting out the entire intro. and I, like felt, an, I, would, I felt I went in a unique direction. Yeah, it was, it was very dramatic. You know, it was a, like a, a performance art, like interpretive dance kind of you were doing. Uh, I think I was very Shakespearean. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, go uh, definitely good. But uh, yeah, uh, so how you doing, my friend? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing really? pretty good. A little tired, but you know. Yeah, me too. I had to wake up earlier this morning and go and go pick somebody up for work and stuff. So yeah, yeah, you do a lot of those sort of things. Yes, you know, you're a very, uh, very helpful human being. You know, not everybody agrees with you on that one. By the way, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess yeah, <laughs> you there, know what it is. There I'm is select- some duplicity there. I am selectively helpful. Right. I have a set of weird principles that go along with that. Very weird principles. And yeah. that and that I try to stick to those, but at the same time, at times they can be helpful, and times they can be very, very. I will say this. I believe, personally, I'm probably getting more selfish in my older age you're, and you're, not less selfish. Your principles are more like uh, Sugar in No Country for Old Men. You know? <laughs> That's kind of where you're at. You know, they really don't make any sense to you, but you, you tr- to anyone but you, but you, you do stick by them, you know? Yeah. So At least I'm consistent. Yeah. Or I try yeah. to be. So Hey, we're at episode 140 right now, by the way. Oh, wow. We've been doing this shit way too long, man. Oh. Way too long. Yeah. I, I cherish the time. When are we going to retire? I cherish the time that I get to spend with you. Yeah, well, we we could do it over a joint and some beers. Well, <laughs> anytime, but, but we were we, we tend to do it on the radio. Here's the thing: is that we were doing that before, and then we're like, right. we should put this on the air. Uh, that is true. Yeah, that is true. You know, kind of like our, our just our conversation outside. Yes. You know? So that was a uh, that was a good. I looked up in the sky and a private jet is flying overhead, and I I look up and go, oh look, it's a Bombardier uh, Global Five Thousand. And Alex is just like, you are so full of shit. You're just you just know, making shit make up. It, totally making shit up. So I, I pulled it up on the, you know, on the phone and showed him a picture of it on the internet. And of well, course, he showed a picture of a plane on the internet. It well, didn't, they didn't list what the plane just was. because you're so friggin' dense and unobservant that you couldn't differentiate one plane from another doesn't mean that I was wrong. Well, and then after that, I got to the bottom of the whole deal, which was that because you looked something up on the way here and knew a plane was going to fly by <laughs> that you you contrived know? this whole thing <laughs> in order to um in order to try to take advantage of it how could i possibly know that as we were standing outside before the show that that plane would fly overhead i think that you uh and your cia counterparts um <laughs> You know, really, just did a whole lot to try to do something like this. I think I think be. you're definitely there. It could be. It's it's it's, it's a whole uh, psyop here. But no, I, I, honestly, I've I've always been. I don't know why it, it stuck. Well, you know, my job in the the army was to shoot down airplanes. So yeah, you had yeah. to, in order to shoot down airplanes, you got to know be able to identify airplanes. Otherwise, you'll be shooting down the wrong ones. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, that's always kind of stuck with me. So I do like, uh, oh, what kind of plane is that? And, and you know, figure yeah. out always that. So that's, that's always kind of stuck in my head. But, you know, kind of like Putin always keeps his uh, right hand uh, static when he walks, mm-hmm. you know, a little KGB leftover. There's always things that are left over in your life from, you know, those types of experiences. Well, you know what I'm saying? You know, different kinds of scars. Yeah. Kind of like the way you put your pants on and stuff is a leftover from uh, the Marine Corps. Probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. the way I, here's the thing, the way I've maneuvered my entire wardrobe and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I wear a uniform. Just oh, you totally wear a uniform. Yeah. No doubt about that. And you're very uncomfortable if you get out of uniform. That's true. That's but very true, actually. The fact that you put your shoes on before your pants is just the. Well, you know, no, no, no. Here's the thing. I put. And all the listeners. Not listen- these, though. And all the listeners right now are going, how does he know that? And I'm not telling. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I, I just don't understand anyone that could put their shoes on before their pants. Well, these kind of shoes I don't put on before my pants. Oh, though. what kind of shoes? I, I don't know what sho- kind of shoes you're wearing. Well, I'm saying like if I'm wearing like dress shoes, then I, if I'm wearing hang like on, a hang suit. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. If Let I'm wearing see, a suit. I, I got to look. See, come with. They're boots. Oh, okay. So you're wearing high heel pumps. All right. Uh, uh, red. Boots. Yeah. Boots. R- red wings. R- ruby colored, uh, you know. No, they're uh, all black. FM pumps. They're black. <laughs> Looking pretty hot, by the way. You like it? <laughs> yeah. Are you getting turned yeah. on a little bit? Uh, totally. Yeah. Well, you know what the good thing is, by the way, not that anybody gives a shit about this, but I did find this year's um, uh, short uniform, the shorts uniform. Oh, what are you going with? You, you going to mix it up this year? No. Well, no, no. I actually found I found a pair that I really like. I bought, bought one tester pair. Right. And wore them around a little bit just to make sure. Yeah. And I'm liking what's going on with so them. So you're going to go back and buy so five I'm gonna more? So I'm going to buy, yeah, five more. Actually, yeah, you're right, because yeah. there's three different yeah, colors. I, I know your insanity, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's three different colors, right. so I'm going to buy those. Right. And they're uh, they're Coleman. Coleman, like the camping company. Yeah, I don't know where they're making why they're making shorts, but they made a good pair of shorts though. You know, I bought a few pairs of Columbia shorts. I've been buying a lot of Columbia clothes. They make I good like Columbia feeling, stuff. Yeah, if yeah. they sold it at Sam's Club, I'd be in there like somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I just have to go back to Sam's Club to go get the other pairs, and I got to go get them quickly before they sell out. Oh yeah, yeah, that's critical. Well, you'd be so. surprised how quickly those things go. Oh, it, it, it is true. Yeah, especially in this day and age, the supply chain is all fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah well, and they're only up. and they're only like fourteen dollars a pop. So right, right. So well, that's nice. I, I'm glad to see you have your uh, your summer wardrobe all picked out. Yep. <laughs> I mean, same black shirts, but you know. Oh, you're just sticking with black shirts. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I'm going with that. Yeah, I'm yeah. With that. Hey, speaking of shirts, weren't you supposed to make some t-shirts? Yeah, I, I still got to get them done. What's well, wrong with I got you, man? The fir- I was trying to work on the first set because I got. I, what got- were they? Anarchist Guild t-shirts? Yeah, they're going to yeah. be Anarchist Guild t-shirts. Yeah, I'm kind of waiting on mine. I know. I you know. I'm like, gonna, I'll you get know, it done. I'm three get months done. ago. I'm gonna. It was, hey, man, it, what color shirts you want? Yeah. And I'm still sitting here waiting, empty-handed, man. All right, okay, I'll yeah. get him, I'll get him. I'll get so, him. yeah, get to, get your shit together. So, okay, I did want to bring you, I, I had a personal story segment that I wanted to bring up this week that I thought was actually somewhat humorous and pointful. Maybe, okay. maybe not. All right. This week in Pasco County, specifically in Newport Ritchie, they have the Chasco Fiesta Parade. And, yeah, I, or, I, I'm not familiar Chasco with that. It's Chasco Fiesta Week, what, what basically. Is, what is Chasco Fiesta? Okay, so the Chasco Fiesta is a yearly thing that happens in Pasco County. Um, it's a, you know it's a festival that happens. Matter of fact, let me read let me read some of the stuff about it here. Um, so March twenty fifth to April third in Pasco County, ten days of food, fun, and entertainment, many events including a street parade, boat parade, and a different genre of music every night. Come celebrate a hundred years with the Chasco Fiesta. So they've been doing this for a hundred years. But the Chasco Fiesta thing is basically named after an Amer- is a, is a, is, a, is, Amer- is Amer- American Indians. So this okay. is kind right. of a thing to kind of, um, um, uh, you know, kind of, you know, it, it honors Native Americans, basically. Nice. Okay. 
So, but it, I say that though because look, and they've been doing it for like a hundred years. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's 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 you know been going on for a long time. I didn't know Newport Richie was here for a hundred years yet. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. All right. So, but the re- reason I brought it up is this. So they took Sims Park and they have blocked it off in a way in which there's only one entrance and one exit. Right. And they've you know put up things around the whole thing. There's vendors everywhere, right? And you've, you you look most people that are listening to the show have never been to the the Newport Richie Sims Park area, but there's this bigger area and then kind of like a little smaller area off to the corner, right? So they have this whole thing laid out, but it's laid out in a way that there's open areas and there's natural, you know, cutoffs and stuff and then other open areas and stuff. Right. In the major area where the, like the band shell is, that's where they were playing the music. They had a bunch of chairs there. And I went on Tuesday night and was still fucking, the place was still popping on Tuesday. Right. So I go down there and we're walking around and we get to the, like... The furthest part from where the entrance is to the back corner is another open area. And it's a decent-sized open area. Right. And they got teepees up and Indians dancing and all this other kind of stuff, right? Now, let me ask you, does it feel like it's actually, um, you know, honoring true Native uh, American culture? Or does it feel like, uh, you know... um, 1960s portrayals of Indians? Because when you say they have teepees up, you know, I mean... Did, okay. the, did the local Indians use teepees? And what, what Indian tribe is it celebrated? Is Chiasco, uh, a Chasco, is, is that a tribe or? Uh, I, I don't think it's a tribe. I, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know the, I don't know the history behind why it's Chasco other than to say that it's, it's, it's Amer- American Indians. Okay. So, and, and I'm just wondering answer, if there's any historical yeah, yeah, yeah. context is, or sure it's like Gasparilla, I'm, which was just totally made up. Yeah. yeah. You know. I, I'm sure there's a little bit of, of, of it on there, but. Okay. So the reason I'm bringing this up is this layout, and, and I think it was done. It was done honorably. It was done like it was actual Indians that were doing it. It was okay. you know they wanted to share their culture with okay. everybody, right, and they right. made it a point to say that stuff. It was I, I just was, had to make sure it was. Oh politically yeah, no, no, correct. no. You need okay. to, well, not that it was politically correct, but it was done. It, if it was done to be made fun of, it you have to get that part out of the way, one way or another. Right, exactly. And they had a couple vendor. They had a couple like a. Uh, booths there that were selling Indian food, and I'm not talking like Indian food from India. I'm talking about Native American food. Oh, uh, now that's interesting. Which they still like, call Indian food, by the way. Uh, well, I, I, what like what kind of food was that? That's that's kind of interesting. Like to me. fry bread. Okay, that makes sense. Stuff like that, bread, and then yeah. a lot of different stuff on the bread and stuff yeah. like that. So, and I, Danielle wanted some of that, so I had to go over and buy some. Of was that it anyway. good? I didn't have any, so I, oh. I had. I had. Hold on, I'll get to what I had. Yeah, you had chicken um, fingers. I know. No, I did not have chicken <laughs> fingers. By you the actually way. ate something I exotic. Had, Lobster? No, not lobster, but but no, I think it was lobster mac and cheese. Because your palate is Old about Bay. as 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 uh, you know sophisticated as your wardrobe. No, it was it was it was lobster ravioli, huh? Or no, lobster, lobster mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese? Okay. In like with Old Bay seasoning on it. Mm, not sure about that. Oh God, I gotta tell you by the way. Really? Oh, huh. Might have just been the weed talking, but like <laughs> it was good. Okay, well, but anyway, it's I hard get, to get lobster wrong any way you do it, you know. Well, yeah, no, and it was expensive, by the way. Like it was, I can't believe when she told me the price. I was yeah. Like, oh fuck! What are you talking? Right. Like I'm leaving at, after this at so. a street fest. Yeah, I know. All right. So at any rate, I bring this up to bring this. I I, they, I bring this up because I saw like if you look at the layout of it and like the whole feel of the Chasco Fiesta. Right. It's a perfect example of America. And our relationship with, like, the Indians and stuff like that. Okay. And what I mean by that is... <laughs> this could be good. <laughs> so, the Indians did get a spot of 
a spot that was their own. They got a reservation. <laughs> they, got, yeah, they got a reservation. <laughs> right. In with everything else that was going on. Right. They were free to do whatever they wanted to do in that little area, I guess, or within the rules or whatever. You were high. But the big stage, and maybe I was, and I, I totally wasn't at the time. Right. And the big stage over there. They're competing with them when it comes to entertainment, right? <laughs> I think I country got, music over and there. And they got everything going on. Well, it wasn't really country music. They were oh, redoing like, but it was, no, it was really, actually, they did a good job. Yeah. It was like older music that I liked, but it was all different kinds of genres. And like, it was really, it was, it was very entertaining. The guys were having yeah. a good time. It was fun. Everybody wearing a cowboy hat over on that side. No, no, no. It was, it wasn't country music. It was, <laughs> okay. it was different kinds of music, but it was, right. I, and I'm trying to remember the genre and I can't remember it at the top of my head yeah. right now. But at any rate, the point of it is, is that. Like and they're over there almost and at the end after they did the first dance and they danced for a while by the way like they were doing one of the native dances and they had this little flame in the middle it almost looked like it was like a like it wasn't even a good fire it was just like a like it was almost like here's where the fire goes even right. though the fire's like three inches fucking tall you know what I'm saying like it's not big right but they're over there doing the dances and stuff like that and it looked really good they looked they looked great and they were having different Indian groups come like we I was there during a changeover and like one Indian group was leaving another Indian group was coming okay. And so I bring all this up to be like, part of me looks at the United States government or, or us basically taking over all of their land, right? But in a weird sense of, well, we'll make it right by you, you know, in eventually some way. We'll give you a little spot of land, or we'll give you casinos, or we'll do this, or we'll do that. We'll give you your little spot. We're going to control the fuck out of it, though, for the most part. Right. But you can be there, and within that area, you do what you want. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But And we're going to make you part of our culture, right? But you're part of our fucking culture. Right. Like, we took you the fuck over. We're going to give you revenue. You know, again, this is done in a way of honoring them in some ways. Right. But at the same time... You're part of our fuck. You're you're part of like you're part of our shit overall, and you're a part of it. Yeah, you know that is one thing uh, about America is is uh, you know throughout our history we have subjugated a lot of different groups of people, uh, but in the long run we have tried to make it right, you know, and and tried to integrate everyone and you know make it as as fair as possible. A lot of cultures have just wiped out peoples entirely, tried to completely erase their history. Um, and so I, yeah, there, there's something to be said for that in know? a, in a weird way. Okay. This is going to sound a little bit weird, right? But in a weird way, sometimes I kind of feel like we're the Borg. Yeah. Yeah. But not a hundred percent. Everyone is all humans are look the entire, all of human history has been stronger populations, uh, you know, invading and overcoming and subjugating weaker populations in a, uh, you know, fight for distribution of resources. Yeah, you know, it's it's ironic that you bring that up because after the show, I'm going to another cultural event uh, in the Tampa Bay area this weekend is the Dunedin Highlander Games. Um, so I get to go hang out with my subjugated people uh, as a Scot who has uh, you know uh, been oppressed by the English for uh, you know thousands of years. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know I'm going to go uh, put my kilt on and I actually have a uh, the Wiley family does have a tartan. Uh, you know, we're we're part of uh, both the Gun and the McFarlane clan, so. Oh, there you go. Um, Hold on, are you going to wear underwear under it though? No, no. So you're going fuck. You're going to go fucking fuck yeah, commando. Man. Yeah, it's no true Scott wears uh, wears anything under his kilt. You know. Well, there you go. Uh, so you know, go do the caber toss and all that sort of thing. 
you know, so it's going to be good times. But again, you know, here we are uh, forced to. Uh, Can I get a picture of that? Uh, just appear on our, our little spit of land, you know. Yeah. So um, subjugated by all you uh, you English. Yeah. But I do think that, but hold on, but let me say this, though, because it really sounds in some ways like I'm blaming America, and in some ways I am, but let me get to the, <sighs> yeah. the other, but, but there's a bigger point to be made, though, that the greatness that is the idea of America is that whatever culture that you want to be, you're free to be that here. Right. And so I think at the end of the day, that's what makes us exceptional where right. other countries or other peoples aren't doing that. And again, you can blame America, but you have to blame literally every society on the face of the earth because there's never been any civilization indian tribes included you know that haven't tried to do the that same thing. haven't tried to essentially you know take their neighbors resources it's what everybody on the it's it, it is a fundamental aspect of all human history so you know y you take periods of history and and some people were worse to others than different period of history but really that is a it is a natural part of what makes us human. Yeah. And now I hope, I hope that we're, we'll eventually evolve away from that as we figure out ways to make uh, the resources, uh, you know, much easier for everyone to attain. But obviously, as we, uh, you know, look at the events in the world, it's, it, we ain't there yet, <laughs> you know. So now, yeah, no, we're not even close yeah. to being there yet. But, but no, that's that's. I, I mean, we were getting closer. That and you know what the funny thing is is that we were getting closer, right? And it seems like in a weird way that, and I don't even blame Trump for all of this, by the way. So I don't want to say that I blame him for everything. But it seems like when he got elected, everyone chose to make it all about race at that point. And I don't think that he was always like. I don't think he was the. Like, he didn't make it easier, but he wasn't the only person doing it, though. I don't know if he was a cause or an effect, you know? Yeah, it's tough to know. Yeah, it, it, it's it's tough to say, but there's there's no question. And again, we, we've said this many times on the show. It seemed like uh, in the late 90s and early 2000s, we were making such strides in uh, m big improvements, I felt, uh, in... Uh, Racial cohesion, racial harmony, things like that, yeah. and then it seemed to to start going the other direction very rapidly. And and you know, again, it, during Trump's time in office, around that time, it seemed to get exceptionally bad. You know, and I, I don't quite understand why. So that's why I don't know whether he was a cause or an effect. Whether now, he was just a symptom of that happening. Now, did you see? Now, let me ask you this though. Yeah. Did you see some of the undergirdings of that? during obama's time yeah yeah i y you did hear uh you know kind of the uh under the breath grumblings of a lot of white americans yeah y you know what i'm saying so i think that that could have been a catalyst for it you know that could have been for you know oh, I that's think, like the smoldering part and then like, trump sparks look, when when obama got elected my my thought was got another shitty president but I actually the fact that he was black was like I felt like okay good we kind of got that out of the way you know what I'm saying it's yeah I felt like okay good now there's been a black president we we've made one more step towards you know that that unity that harmony yeah. so I I felt like that was really gonna move move the ball forward yeah uh, but I think for a lot of the people who had been kind of just in the closet and hadn't been triggered to come out of it yeah that was a 
you know, a, a trigger for them, so to speak. Yeah. And Trump may have very well been the culmination of a lot of that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. may be Trump may have been in some way for some people a response to Obama. Yeah. You know. Now, maybe it wasn't a color thing. Maybe it was just an ideological thing. I think, it, but, well, no. But, but you can't say that there it was, there's no aspect of it that wasn't, like, there's got to be a little bit that was about color. Right, right. How much is up for is up for debate? Yeah, yeah. I, I think a fair amount of it probably was, you know. All right. And I think it was for people who didn't actually even realize on the surface that they had these feelings until they had them. Yeah. You know. Now, I do, I will say this as well, and I don't know if you got this letter or not. But I, and again, I didn't, put, I didn't put this in the show notes. I totally forgot about it until just now. I got a letter in the mail the other day from the Libertarian Defense Fund. Okay. And the Libertarian... No, I didn't, by the way. Okay. Well, the Libertarian Defense Fund is headed up by Nick Sarwak. Okay. And the whole reason for it is this... Former uh, national former chair national of the party, chair. yeah. And he is concerned with the Mises caucus and basically called them all racist hmm. and was like, we need to protect ourselves from them and yada, yada, yada. And I, and from seeing some of the stuff on the Internet, I guess what happened was is that he got, you know, the, the, the list of delegates is publicly made of is, is publicly public information. Right. If you've registered to be a delegate at a convention, they can look you up and, you know, the, the party in and of itself will right. give you that information. Yeah. So, but they, they, look, they do that for anybody, though. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're a candidate running for office, they give you all that information sure. so you can mail out to the delegates. Right. Which I don't have a problem with. No. But I think the funny part about it is a guy that was part of an insurrection in his own right. Who? Nick Sarwak. What insurrection? When he first became chair, he ran as a slate of radicals that wanted to take over the party. Oh, Okay. I don't think I, I don't even think I was paying attention at that point. Okay, you probably yeah. don't remember that. I remember talking to him on the phone before he ever became chair. Right. And you know Yeah, I talked to Nick a couple and times. And he lied but, to me about some of the stuff he was gonna oh, do. Oh, did he but, really? Oh, absolutely lied. He always seemed like a nice guy to me, but No, no, no. He was a nice guy. And he, you know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, I kinda still like Nick. I, I I actually gotta give him credit where it's due in certain aspects of how he ran conventions and stuff. Like he actually did a good job. Right. But but at the same time though, you can't say you weren't part of this though. But now is all upset because these guys are coming in to, to you know, to, to it, it, all these more people are coming into the party and it's, you know, basically pissing them off or whatever. I just thought it was funny that I got this letter and that these guys are just, it, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And it's just so annoying that like all of it annoys me. Right. Like before I would be like, I'm going to take a side. Like, you know, oh, you guys are stupid. Seriously. Like, this is why we don't go anywhere because you guys can't get out of your own fucking way. You know what I miss most? about being involved in politics you know because i there's not a lot I, I miss about being involved in politics but the one thing i really do miss is the cocaine fueled orgies really you know yeah yeah, yeah. i mean those were I, that was the best perk of all of it honestly I wish yeah fucking libertarians <laughs> fucking believe in that <laughs> so uh obviously i'm segueing we're going straight to that that's fine yeah well, lead, lead. I, what are God you talking damn it, about? I just, I just threw you a segue for an article that you put up just right before the show, and you're not going to take and, and run with it. All right, hold on a second. This Let is just now bad I gotta find fucking it now. radio, Now I got to find it. Now. I, you I know, find I, it now. fucking... All right, so... What, how, was, how many years now? 12 fucking years. 12 fucking years you've been doing radio. 
and you I, you don't North recognize of literally rep. a perfect segue, the perfect segue that I just handed you on a silver platter. Yeah, you're not wrong. I know. You're not wrong. All right, North Carolina rep Madison, uh, 15 knots, by the way. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> North Carolina rep Madison Cawthorn doubles down on salacious comments about Congress members. So this um, this representative who's who's in a wheelchair, not that that really matters, by the way, but. I did not know he was in a wheelchair until I just saw this photo. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen him on, is he permanently in a wheelchair or temporarily or? Uh, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that either. But now I'm trying to scroll down on the fucking article and they're fucking let me. Jesus yeah, well, the, the the basic part of the story is he came out publicly and said that, you know, uh, Congress members are frequently engaged in parties uh, with, uh, you know, prostitutes, hookers and blow, essentially. Yeah. And they're just orgies and all this stuff. And he made these accusations that, you know, he's been invited to these things. He's heard stories about these things. And um. The, the, the thing that I found very interesting is that when he came out this week and made these accusations, leaders in Congress um, basically had the same talking points. And they were all that Cawthorn has uh, lost our trust. We no longer have a trust and, and faith in Cawthorn at this point. And I'm like, wait a second. That's not a denial. That's just like saying, okay, he's a fucking rat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, because he is a, well, well, yeah. Because he ratted out. Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, but I, I think this is a, a fair thing to rat out. Um, you know, it, so the fact that, that they weren't actually denying the allegations, the fact that they're just saying, oh, he's no longer trustworthy. <laughs> it's like, shows that it's true. Uh, yes. It's, look, and here's I the thing. Well, hang on a second. That, to me, is crazy that they would take that angle on it because it's a tacit admission. I mean, look, these folks are liars. They're all fucking liars. So why wouldn't they just deny it? You know? It's that... Because they play by a certain weird fucking set of rules. Yeah, I, I, rule which I don't understand. Allow, well, no, no, because if they deny it and then something comes out and they lied or something along those oh, lines. Oh, they do maybe. that fucking all the time anyway. Yeah, but anyway. in these situations, you know? though, maybe it's just different. I don't know why it's different. It just seems like it's different. Especially I mean, when they all get the same goddamn talking yeah. points. I, I mean, how many how many congressmen do we have in in jail or have been to jail because, I, I don't know, they were pedophiles, uh, they were... Uh, running uh, male prostitution rings out of their basement. <laughs> you know? Now, hold on. He I did. mean, it, it, we've seen it all before, but the, the fact to not deny it, just to say he's no longer trustworthy, that's crazy. Yeah. Now, hold on. He, he wrote this. The culture in Washington is corrupt, Cawthorn wrote. Human nature is fallen. Compromising activities occur because when other people can place you in compromising positions, they control you. If you want someone who will throw the entire D.C. swamp into meltdown because I, will, because I call out corruption... Send me back. I have never heard of a paragraph that was more um, inspiring to actually send somebody back. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, that right there. He should put that on every political camp and like every ad he does. It shouldn't even be a 30 second commercial. However long it takes for him to read this in front of a fucking screen and then just say, my name is Gawthorn. I, you know, I approve this message is all he needs to do. Right. Because. Right. And here's the thing. This is one of those things that's a secret that is the most publicly known secret that there is. Oh, yeah. Look, there are 
Shadow. There were trailers in the back in areas in Tallahassee where back in the day, politicians used to take young interns and young staff members and fuck the shit out of them. Funded by lobbyists. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. This, it, it, Folks, we're, we're telling you things that are 100% true that we've seen firsthand. You know, well, I didn't see it firsthand. Well, no, I, I wasn't in any of the trailers, but we knew about the trailers, and we, you know that everybody knew. It, again, it was a, it was a an open secret, yes, essentially. Um, and you know, this stuff goes on all the time, and it's funded by people who want these politicians to do them favors. Yeah, you know, so the, that's what happens in Washington. I mean, why do you think they spend all this money on lobby? Where do you think that money, that billions of dollars collectively, that all these global corporations? Yeah, you don't and, think a percentage of that suckers and blow? Yeah, it, it, what do you think they're spending the money on? Yeah, I mean, it's not all salaries for people to go up and knock on doors and say, uh, "Mr. Congressman, uh, would you mind voting in our way?" No, yeah. it's not that. You don't need to spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on salaries for things yeah. like that. When you can spend ten thousand dollars, get some hookers, and then get them in a compromising <laughs> position. <laughs> well, no, it's the parties on the yachts. It's the you know, I mean, they do. It's all, the lifestyle. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. They make sure these guys have a certain lifestyle, and a portion of that money ends up getting filtered to their uh, kids, uh, you know, uh, Hunter Biden. Perfect yeah. example. Perfect example. Uh, and Hunter Biden right now is in a shitload of trouble because basically for, you know, ever since his, his dad's been in politics, people have been throwing money at him. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they've been throwing money at him because they know that that buys them favors with daddy with who, the big, with the big guy at the time was a senator and then vice president and now president so that's money well spent for them yeah so it's 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 a multitude of things and here's the thing look for a lot of people power is a big aphrodisiac oh yeah for a lot of you know for a lot for both men and women power right. is a huge aphrodisiac being above the law doing whatever you think you can oh, yeah. do you're gonna tell me there's not some fucking going on around there oh god Shit, look, i know fucking look how going trump on in and, local campaigns look look how trump and clinton um both uh were uh you know uh, basically getting underage hookers from uh from uh epstein yeah you know we know this you know it, it, look Everything that you hear about, about Hunter Biden, is likely true. Yeah, you likely. Know? 100%. Everything you hear about about Donald Trump is likely true. Everything you hear about about all these people is likely true. Yeah. You know, uh, just because it follows a pattern, you know? No, and, and they're that, all corrupt. And there's no way... And here's the thing. I think, And I think this is one of those things where... When you get to this point, this is where you go, okay, I'm just a fucking anarchist. None of this is ever going to work. Mm -hmm. Is that when you see that all the sides of them are corrupt. Right. And that ultimately it is the power itself that is corrupting them. The only way to fix it is not to put the right person in there. It's to remove the power. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that conclusion came to me when I realized that if I were to achieve power after a certain amount of time, I don't know that I could trust myself to avoid all these temptations yeah you know and when i realized man i don't know if i could even trust myself in these scenarios with people you know throwing women and money and a lavish lifestyle yeah, at you only me. run so fast when hookers are chasing you <laughs> right right well I'd, I'd honestly i'd probably be less susceptible uh to that than i would the, the money and lifestyle 
Yeah. You know? But the money, hey, look, the money and lifestyle and the power and the, but, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Like you get the governor's mansion. And, right. Like, and see, and see, that's why. Like th- you want to stay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't want the party to end. Right. And, and that is why that even when, when you're out there thinking, oh, we just need to get the right people in there. Eventually, they're going to be the wrong people. Yeah, because this power—it's—it's it's, very few people are above it. Ultimately, yeah, no, 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 absolutely, they're—they're not—they're not above it. And not only that is that—that's why that power itself shouldn't exist. That the less power that you have for the po- like the less power that they have to control your life, the better off that you're going to be. And the and the I don't want to say the better off that they're going to be, but I think that the better quality of person that you would actually get to run for that position. Because if there's no way that they can grift and make money off of it, and they're there just to actually be a servant, you know, be a public servant, then it would work out better. But again, no, they're, no, no. Never gonna, no. They, they're never going to do it, though. Hold on. That I, let doesn't me happen, though. Yeah, That's ahead. right. They're never going to do it. Though. Right. It's never going to happen. Right. So you have to not, it's, it's got to all be voluntary. I, you even see it on the most local level. Oh, you absolutely see it on the yeah. lows, most local level. So even if you think that, oh, well, the, yeah, okay, that may happen in Washington, but that's not happening in Tallahassee. Yeah, it's happening in Tallahassee. Oh, well, that may happen in Tallahassee, but it's not happening in my hometown. Yeah, it's happening in your hometown. To some degree. To some degree. It's a lesser degree, usually. Yeah, I mean, look, there's some, are there but some look, decent humans there? Yeah, but they get booted up. If quick. you go to any town USA population 5,000, okay, yeah, there is some commissioner or mayor whose kid just got a promotion at the company in town that needs the permit to do the rezoning for the expansion of their business. Yeah. You know, it's there everywhere in America. And and they're everywhere in the world. This is not just an American problem. Um, This is a global problem. In fact, in a lot of countries, it's way, way, way worse than in America. Yeah. But one of, look, and this is where it comes into play, is that when you are a son of a, a prominent figure yeah. in Washington D.C. Yeah. that goes to foreign countries that some would consider to be adversaries and some would be next to adversaries, and use the corruption that happens there to enrich yourself, which is exactly what Hunter Biden did right. in China and in Ukraine. Right, that you are affecting globally our safety. Not really. I mean, no, no, no. Hey, look, you're going to tell me. Look, you don't think Russia was mad? Because they were able to be corrupt in Ukraine, and then we took that shit over. Well, no, everybody's got a piece of the pie. It's like it's not like uh, you know the the corruption that Hunter Biden was doing there was, uh, you know, had any effect on um, you know what corruption others could have. But uh, the relationship between Ukraine and Russia was strained anyway. So yeah. yeah, but but then but then Biden and them have perverse motives in order to support Ukraine. Then same motives, hookers and blow. Well, hookers and blow. Rock. Hookers and blow. I, I mean, really, that's pretty much it. I mean, look at Hunter Biden. We literally have videos of Hunter Biden doing blow and telling a hooker all his secrets. We have. There's video of that. <laughs> Why would <laughs> With you them take a naked. video of that? I don't know. What the fuck was he thinking? I mean, this guy. Like, that's weird. If nothing else, he is the dumbest motherfucker on earth. Oh, he's Because dumb not only did he, like, record him doing drugs and having sex with hookers, he then took the laptop upon which he recorded that. And gave it to somebody and never picked it up. And took it to Geek Squad. Yeah. And left it there. It's like... What the fuck, dude? Like you need to get some. You need to get off of your fucking. You know, you need to get off of whatever you're on. Yeah, yeah. And you know, as as a uh, as a guy who used to have a computer repair shop, I can tell you that people do have all kinds of 
amazing shit on their computers. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I have a, a code of ethics, so I've never disclosed anything I found on there to anyone. Uh, unless it was like kitty porn or something like that, I would I would do that if it was yeah. evidence of a, a true, you know, violent or sexual crime, something like that. But, yeah, people got a lot of shit on their, their computers. Just got to say. Yeah. So know that, uh, you know, chance. I tried not to look any further than I absolutely had to. Yeah. But, yeah, sometimes curiosity got a little better of me. You know, I got to admit that. Um, but, you know, it's I, I tried to keep that as a rule. Uh, but know that uh, your IT guy knows your secrets. Yeah. Just saying. So if you've got videos of hookers and blow on your laptop, maybe you shouldn't take it to the shop. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. Take it there and not pick it up. Right. That's even worse. Yeah. Like, how stupid do you got to be? Right. You know? And then, you know, it's funny that it's Unless all- you're an emerging uh, celebrity that wants to leak your sex, ta- sex tape, then do it. Yeah, I, I can understand. Make sure to leave Here's a shortcut to it on the desktop. I can understand that part at least. <laughs> say, say sex video. Yeah, yeah. I can understand. It, it that. will get clicked on. You know, it's funny. You know my, you know the thing that we do for the show huh. it says porn stash. Oh really? <laughs> there's not one bit of porn on there, by the way. Oh really? Yeah. No, of course, there's not any porn on there. There's all the, we don't have enough room for that. There's hey. I use I use porn to hide encrypted files, man. It's a it's a great way to do it. It's beautiful. Great distraction. All right. <laughs> So, and again, I just, I thought that, I thought it was funny to kind of mention some of that stuff about the, the corruption. Cause it's like, we all know this was going on. Like right. you can't deny it. Well, and they didn't. And that's the thing that shocks me the most. They didn't deny it. Yeah. They just said, we don't trust this guy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He, we're not going to invite him to any more of our drug fueled orgies. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. get to come. Right. <laughs> he was probably one. He, he probably didn't. You know what it is by the way? Cause he's fucking, you know, cause he's, uh. He's, uh, he's, he's handicapped. handicapped. Yeah, he's he filed an ADA much, complaint. He didn't have enough fun there, so he's just pissed. He's just playing. No, 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 no. They didn't have a ramp. Oh. <laughs> they weren't ADA compliant. <laughs> they didn't have a ramp. <laughs> All right. So Adrian didn't want to talk about this story, but I did want to bring this oh, one shit. up because I do think going? that there was a le- there was something to talk about, and that was the Will Smith thing. Uh, yeah. It's much much ado about absolutely All right, nothing. So just real briefly, though, what happened was is that at the Oscars, Chris Rock was up there, and, and here's the thing. I think that Chris Rock didn't actually say a dig. Chris Rock gave her a compliment. So Chris Rock made a joke to Jada Pinkett Smith right. while he was on stage that he's going to see her in G.I. Jane 2. Two. Which, if you don't know, of course you know. Right, yeah, okay. So now here's the thing. G.I. Jane was a hot fucking bald chick. Like, mm, I didn't think so. Demi Moore's hot. Come on. Yeah, but bald, she, ch- bald chicks freak me out. Okay, I I find certain bald chicks to be quite sexy, actually. Mm, yeah, no. So, and she was looking fucking hot that night, by the way. Jada Pinkett was looking, or Jada Pinkett Smith was looking totally hot that night anyway. She had nothing to be Well, you can fuck her. Will Smith about. will let you. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to that part in a second. So, he made a joke like that. Now, initially... They had the camera on Will Smith. Right. And he was laughing. Right. Because it was funny. Yeah. And he looked over at his wife, Jada, and she was upset. Yeah. Visibly upset. Let me just stop you there. As a man in that situation, I totally know what Will Smith was going through. Because if someone, you know, says something about your wife and you initially think it's it's lighthearted, just a joke, and you look over and she's crushed... You got to do something about that. Yeah. You have. I, I mean, it just, you have to do something about that. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so at that point, he saw his wife like that. 
Dude gets up, walks on stage, slaps Chris Rock right in the face, and then walks back down to his seat. And then it's like, you know, keep your wife's name out of your fucking, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And right. Said it, and said it very, very loud. Chris Rock, I gotta tell you, took the slap like a like a champ. Though. Yeah, he did. Like, oh, he recovered. It almost looked fake because yeah. of that. Like, yeah. Chris Rock's lack of reaction almost made me feel initially like it was staged. Well, he saw it coming and he kind of worked into it, so it, it it didn't really. I don't think it hurt him really. Yeah, you know, uh, of course it surprised him. Yeah, yeah, you know? uh, but no, I don't. I don't think it was fake. I don't think it was planned. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, especially now. Now, hang on a second. This is an actor, so in Will Smith's mind. This could have been like a, you know, some kind of improvisation or yeah, something. Yeah, performative like. bit. Yeah, it, it, so it, I think a lot of these people, when they get to that point, they have a hard time distinguishing the performance from the reality type thing. Yeah. So I think some of this might have been, and I think that's that's why you had the reaction from the Academy that you had. Because they, they live in such a weird realm of uh, Make believe. duplicity, yeah, between reality and fantasy that... It, it's sometimes it's hard for them to kind of separate. Them. Well, I think that, and sometimes violence just gets everybody to go. Oh, okay. what the fuck? F- just first happened? of all, I have a very hard time describing this as violence. It was a bitch slap. A, a bitch slap is still violence. Uh, yeah, but it, like on the scale of violence, it's the absolute lowest. Okay, form. so when you see that type, a of bitch type slap of, is. Here's the thing: yeah. when you see somebody get bitch slapped on fucking national TV live, right? I don't think you want to be the person that stands up and go, "What the fuck are you doing, Will?" <laughs> well, I I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was great. Chris Rock's reaction was, "Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me." <laughs> no, he, he, look, he took it like a champ. That was great. Yeah. He did well. Here's the point I wanted to get at. Okay. I blame one person for this incident. Jesus? No. Jada Pinkett Smith. Really? Yeah. And you know why? Because the thing is this. If you took what Chris Rock said as such a bad thing that you had to give your husband a face, like you couldn't laugh at that, like you can't laugh at yourself like that, considering the shit you fucking talk and the things that you've made public in your fucking red table talk bullshit fucking show. I don't know anything about that. Okay, look, she's gone off to tell everybody how she's been unfaithful, how they have an open or how they have an open marriage. She's fucking all these different people. She has done all she can to emasculate Will Smith for lack of a better better term. Well, if he, and for if Will, he allows it, if, well, it, no, no. if I, it's consensual, then... Yeah, yeah. I, look, I don't have a... Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with it. Well, I, I I personally do. I mean, <laughs> that would never happen in my world, but... Well, no, no, no. But if he's okay with it, then... Yeah, I don't yeah, have a problem with right. that. But the thing is this. For you to get upset and so upset that you look at your husband in a way in which his response is that he walks up and smacks somebody, that's on you. That's your <sighs> fucking fault. No, not I mean, it's Will's no, fault, no, too. Don't get no. me wrong. I, it's his fault, too. I can't agree with that. I, I can't agree with that. Now, look, in <laughs> here's the thing. There's probably a lot brewing under the surface uh, in his relationship with his oh, wife. Yeah. And so there's a, probably a lot of uh, buried rage <laughs> when it comes to Will Smith and, and his relationship with his wife. So that makes it more understanding as to why yeah. it would escalate. Because, you know, he could have just shouted up, you know, hey, that's inappropriate. Yeah. You know, or something like that. But still, I, I, I'm i pissed off that we're fucking talking about this. I just wanted to bring you know it what up. I'm saying? I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to put out who I was going to blame for the whole situation. And, and here's the thing. The Academy is like, they're fucking thrilled all this happened. Because well, he just resigned. But th- it, that doesn't matter. The fact that, you know, um, their ratings were like the lowest ever for this Academy Awards. Yeah. You know, now they know next year the ratings are going to be way up 
know, because everybody's going to be, oh, we got to tune in and see what happens this year. Yeah. You know? and, and next year, when the Academy Awards do happen, they might even manufacture some type of event. Maybe not to this level or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they will find ways to try to manufacture this controversy because it's the only thing keeping the show alive. Because everything's wrestling at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's going to be more and more wrestling. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So I just, here's the thing. I wanted to bring that up because I, I, I again, I, I blame somebody particular for this one. That's a weird take on it. That really is. I, I, I find was, that to be. You know what? I, I, I mean, I, I, Jada Pickett Smith. Like, I viewed it as a compliment, though. She's a hot looking woman, by the way. And if she's so hot that if you shave her head, she's still fucking hot. Eh, moderately. But like I said, bald chicks freak me out. Okay. I, yeah. Look, it's not your thing. I totally get you there. Right. But, you know. Yeah. I looked at it and I was like, oh, man, she's still looking. I mean, like, and he, it was so lighthearted. Like, for Look, you to get upset about that was if, just like a if bitch you're, move. If you're a celebrity sitting in the front row at the Academy Awards, you got to expect to be roasted a little bit. Yeah, that's like going to SeaWorld in the first three rows of the, like, of the Great White Show. <laughs> yeah, and, or, and not expect to get fl- splashed. Yeah, I'm not going to get fucking, I'm not right. going to get slapped. Yeah, get or all going mad. to Gallagher and not having freaking you Watermelon know, parts on, on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's getting mad at that. It's the same thing. Hey, uh, should we get into Ukraine or should we save that for hour number two? No, let's do it. No, no, no. Let's save that for our next. Let's get it. All right. So we bashed on Hunter Biden, uh, who is hopefully going to jail. Um, now, uh, maybe another guy uh, can be a cellmate. God, wouldn't that be just poetic justice if uh, both Trump and Hunter Biden end up in the same prison cell? Oh, that's funny. Oh, God. You know what would be great is like uh, every day the guards like just throw a belt in the cell to see what will happen. <laughs> here, here you go here's here's some extra long uh sheets there's probably gonna be tag teaming people <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah uh the uh looks like that uh trump uh actually uh had a seven hour period while the january 6th i, I don't i don't want to call it a riot really i certainly will not call it a coup i i guess you could i guess it classifies as a riot but to, I think if you're going to use a word, riots the word. I think that's probably the the right word. Coup is just absolutely and insurrections. Rid- yeah, not insurrection. It. Yeah. Any of those words, the, those are just ridiculous statements. Yeah. That is is just extreme hyperbole. But we will call it a riot. So, but during the January six riot, there was a seven hour window where Trump had no phone calls, inbound or outbound, on the White House record. Okay, which is there has never been a seven-hour period in his entire presidency where he didn't have phone calls on the White House record while he was awake, at least. Yeah. Okay, because this guy was on the phone constantly. And apparently, um, <coughs> he acquired a burner phone. Okay? Yeah. And then recently, when asked about it, he's like, oh, I don't know what a burner phone is. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, wait a second. It's 21st century. Uh, if you've ever seen like a movie about spies or drugs yeah, or any act, knows what a burner y- phone yeah, is. you know what? A, I mean, did you ever see Twenty Four? You ever see Breaking Bad? You're gonna tell me you know what a fucking burner. You're phone You're gonna tell is. me a motherfucker that watches as much TV as he does hasn't ever heard the term burner phone before? Right, right. And even so, uh, look, <laughs> I gotta tell everyone, the <laughs> burner phones do not make you anonymous, even remotely. I mean, burner phones do not work. Now, look, if you're trying to uh, keep an affair secret from your significant other, burner phone might work for that. Yeah. Okay. If you're trying to keep information from the NSA or CIA or FBI, burner phone ain't going to do shit. Yeah. Let me tell you why. 
because the moment you contact someone else that they know is in your circle, uh, they're going to say, oh, okay, there's a call between those two numbers. Uh, let's track it everywhere it's ever been because every time it ever pinged a cell phone, it's going to know exactly where it's yeah. going to been, and they're going to know it was you. And then they're going to go back into the records and find all the recorded phone calls, which uh, they've been recording every single phone call and storing it in a database for you know, probably about 15 years yeah. now, and they're going to find out what that conversation was. Now, when you, they take you to the court, they're not going to release what they found in the conversation because they don't want to reveal that they actually have this capability, but they will release that, you know, oh, yeah, we pinged the cell phone here and here and here and here, and we know they communicated with this person, this person, this person, so we believe this is this person's cell phone, Yeah. You know, even though they know 100%. Sir. So he's going down for this, no doubt about it. So if he was communicating with people directly involved in the riot, he is going to... Well, I don't know whether he's actually going to be convicted or go to jail because that's going to be more political than anything else. Yeah. But if this were a normal um, criminal investigation, no doubt in my mind this results in a conviction. Well, here's the thing, though. The seven hours – and, again, I, I've, I've done a little bit of research on this or I've looked at some of the articles on this, is that the seven hours – like there's no call logs that are missing. Right. That, that seven-hour break in the action is just – only what the switchboard gets at the White House. Right. Not the cell phones, even his regular cell phones. No, it's that's not, that that's not true. Like that. That's not true. They have full traceability on his... his yeah, but that's not part his... of the logs that they're talking about, though. Uh, yeah, but still, there's, there's no information on the other devices either because, look, there are situations where he's doing lots of state business and, you know, communicating with world leaders on his cell phone. Yeah. You know, which, uh, you know. But they, they, chances are, the, but no, they still got to get those records. Knowing Trump, chances are it's a, it's a standard iPhone with Candy Crush on it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Not an encrypted satellite phone or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, the point is, is they know all the calls the president makes. So the only way that they could not have traceability on on the phone calls that he's made is if he was intentionally trying to circumvent that. Well, I th look, I think that they're limited in what the calls are. If you again, if you do it from your cell phone or something like that, it's not part of this log. Maybe that specific log, but there's there's definitely other traceability. Sure, look, yeah. there's ways to find it out, but there's a difference between ways to find it out and yeah. the call log. Yeah, it, it, maybe it's not part of the White House communication. Because it's not like yeah. it's not like the Nixon thing where they deleted a certain amount that you can't hear through the tapes. Right. It's not the same thing. Yeah, but if he's specifically using a burner phone to circumvent the traceability, then you know what the case is. Well, no, yeah. no, and that's and look, and that's more than likely true. However, that's not what the article's about. Though. Right. Right. So, and look, it doesn't matter. And look, this guy, would, this guy was absolutely he's trying. He's not slick enough to not get, no, to not no, get, he, to get away with this. He was absolutely trying to overturn a, a semi-legitimate election, at least. <laughs> you know, it's, no election look, in the United States is ever 100% legitimate. Look, he couldn't make the case in court to get it stopped. No. Right. You just couldn't. And he couldn't intimidate, you know, uh, various uh, supervisors of elections to uh, change the vote. Or either. governors yeah, or whatever. Which, which he tried. Yeah. We have that on. We've heard those conversations. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's it's clearly, clearly uh, this guy was uh, attempting, honestly, attempting a coup at that point. Trump was. There's a much better argument that Trump was attempting a coup. An administrative one. Yes. Yes. Uh, there's a very. the The. People who were actually involved in storming the Capitol and you know <laughs> stealing podiums, yeah, you know, and wearing uh, you know bison hats, <laughs> they, yeah, you just there's no way in hell you can classify that as a coup, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's not one that you'd see on Veep. 
Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, the Russians even do coups better than that, and they always fail. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I, I honestly hope Trump ends up in prison for this. Yeah, and I hope he ends up in prison in the same cell as Hunter Biden. <laughs> uh, that just would be, to me, such poetic justice. Yeah. Here's the thing. What if you had a minimum secure facility and you had to put all the following people in it, right? Right. So you put Trump, right. both Bidens, right. right? Trump's kid. We'll just put Trump's kid in there just because, you know, Jared Kushner. Put Jared in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. All and right. then Hillary and Bill Clinton. Right. And then let's see who else. Ooh, I don't know there? about Hillary and minimum security. Mm. Is she, I think she needs. <laughs> she needs super. She needs super max. Yeah. <laughs> Send her to Colorado. That bitch. She'd find a bunch of dead guards, man. <laughs> she'd find a way out. <laughs> she, she's a murderer. Trump and Biden. They're stupid enough. You know, you you put up a rope fence. It'll probably keep them in. <laughs> I always see Trump and Biden and reminded of my dad. Like, but Hillary, she'll she'll stack fucking bodies, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's got a lot already behind. Yeah. Her. You know, whenever I hear about whenever I hear Trump and Biden like going back and forth with each other, I still think about that day, like, a couple <laughs> days before my dad died. Been in the hospital, where yeah. the two old men are in the hospital. I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> oh, I know. That's pathetic. And, and look to see and to see. And again, we're gonna get into Ukraine in the second hour. But to hear Biden is just one of the like this. Look, you could be mad at Trump all you want about him saying things that could start world wars. Right. And I'm not saying there wasn't a little bit of, you know, that there wasn't some, there's some things Trump shouldn't have said. But at the same time, you can't equate it to the insanity. There are different kinds of insanity between him yeah. and Biden. Like Biden might fucking start it and then, and not have a good answer as to why he did it. Honestly. How do you look, how do you look crazy and weak hang, at the hang same Hang on time? a second. I think that Biden inadvertently, and I and look when he gave that speech and said that, you know, this guy can't remain in power. Yeah. You know, it was off when, the cuff when he essentially called for regime change. And we were actually on the air when that was breaking. And I said at the time, yeah, holy crap. I, I wonder if that's official policy or if he was just, you know, if it was just a Bidenism, just him talking out his ass. Yeah. And it turns out it was just him talking out his ass. But when he said that and then when he doubled down on it. Yeah. Um, and he didn't really double down. He said, look, it's not the official U.S. policy that, you know, uh, we're, we're going to implement. Yeah, my morality regime. was speaking. Yeah. And it, honestly, I think that was a true statement from him. And also, I think that instead of escalating, actually backed Putin down. I think that backed Putin down because one of the things I've been following the, the Reddit boards and all this very closely, which is basically direct feeds of social media, things going on inside Russia, things going on in, in uh, Ukraine and, and things like that. And there was uh, strong indications that right after Biden said that um, Putin uh, and several of the uh, his, you know, his his cabinet, for lack of a better term, yeah. got on private planes and flew to the Ural Mountains, and it's well known that, that they have uh, nuclear shelters in the Ural Mountains. Yeah. So basically, Putin said, oh, fuck, we're getting out of here. And he stayed there for a day or two. And also, that was right about the time that they changed their attitude and said, okay, we're, uh, we're going to pull away from Kiev, and we're going to just take the Donbass and all that. Yeah. Okay. Now, they were already getting their asses kicked. But I think the fact that Putin said that and then didn't totally back down from it scared the fuck out of, out of Putin. And I think that 
that actually made me think that that the nuclear option is not really on the table for Putin because he knows it, it's just all over for them. Maybe when he gets so desperate, that might be on the table. But I think Biden may have inadvertently changed the course of the war by making that gaffe um, and it for the benefit of the Ukrainian people. You know? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. I don't... Like, look, if Trump were to do something like this, they'd have to call it, like, 4D chess. Right. And I would always think he was full of shit then. And, right. But that would be full of shit here, too. He didn't do it because oh, no, he knew he, what he was doing. No, 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 no. He didn't do it. He was. I think he was just speaking honestly. But I think that the result of that, even though it was completely unplanned and he had no, no idea of, of really what he was doing, well, he's he's enough of a, a you know politician statement to, to know some of what he was doing. But I don't think he realized how effective that would have been. Yeah. You all right, buddy? Uh, no, my just my throat's really dry, so it's, it's oh. hard to do a lot of talking. So I got you. Well, yeah. you know, suck one dick, cocksucker for life. Um. <laughs> Wouldn't know, buddy. Wouldn't know. <laughs> all right. So again, with the with the, we're going to get further into Ukraine. Yeah, we'll but, get, uh, yeah it's uh, we we got a few minutes left. Uh, I want to get into this story. Okay. So th- there's a story in the Washington Post. NFL will require every team to have a minority coach in key office positions. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, like, seriously, though. Yeah. I don't understand this uh, one. Uh, well, I'm, I've never been a fan of forced affor- affirmative action either because pretty much every NFL team has several minority uh, coaches on the sidelines. Yeah. I mean, shit. Now, I mean, as a pers- here's the thing. I, uh, actually, I will- as, as of this week, the Bucks have a uh, black head coach and a black offensive coordinator because Bruce Arians is retired. Todd Bowles took his place. And hopefully uh, Byron Leftwich uh, sticks around. But he's probably going to be a head coach somewhere real soon, if, yeah. if not this season. You know, so uh, the Bucks are good. <laughs> They're pretty much their entire coaching staff is black at this point. But they've been good like that for a long time, though. Yeah. And it's it, it doesn't. Here's the thing. In the NFL. You really need affirmative action? I mean, like, look at the sidelines, guys. You yeah, know? I don't, I don't get you, it. You even got women coaches there now. Yeah, you I, know? Don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And, it, like, to, to do this, it's almost like it's, it's weird because I think, look, was there a problem in the past? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there was a problem in the uh, past. Look, there hasn't really been a problem in the NFL since about the 70s. Well, I, here's the thing. I think with the coaching area, though, that's been something that's taken a lot longer. There's been black head coaches in the NFL since the 80s. Uh, yeah, but very few. Okay, look. If I was if I was uh that asshole Roger Goodell, I would be saying, "Look, take around take a look at the NFL. We're like we don't need affirmative action." Yeah. We are the epitome of a meritocracy. Yeah. Because we have a, a shitload of minority players and a shitload of minority coaches who of all earned 100% earned their way to be in that position yeah you know and it's such and here's the thing the number of people that play football or want to get into football that actually are able to make it and be successful is such a small minority of people in and of itself right that yeah you know in order to turn up like when they're saying you know the the NFL teams won't hire Colin Kaepernick because the NFL teams are racist are you fucking kidding me (laughs) have you seen the other fucking NFL teams (laughs) yeah they're not picking him up because he's fucking toxic not because he's black right yeah like a a third of the quarterbacks in the NFL are black already so yeah yeah, they're 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 not uh taking Colin Kaepernick because he's got a shitload of baggage with him and he also called the NFL racist and slave owners uh very recently but folks that is it for the first hour of the show uh if you'd like to hear the second hour please go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage sign up Become a subscriber, get a bunch of swag, and we'll see you on the other side. 